Why Do We Sound So Good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. I'm Susanna Mars, and I am talking to Jamie Hampton today of BodyVox. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's such a pleasure to hang out with you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. I, I noticed that you've got, on March 9th, your fundraising gala at Yale Union, which is really exciting. Yes, the Solid Gold Disco Ball. We, we always reach for the stars when we do one of these things. Uh-huh. And they, they always have a theme, you know, and I guess for us, the, the, the theme has to be deeply entertaining for us or it's not worth us doing it. Our theory is that if it's really fun for us, it's probably going to be fun for everybody else too. Uh, and, and that's actually how it all pans out because going to any of your events are always, I mean, the excitement between you all is palpable and it just translates out into having a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fast. Yeah, well, we'll see about this one, you know. This dives deep into uh, an era that uh, is before many of our dancers were born. So <sighs> we'll see how they've done on their history, you know, digging deep into their history. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, and even yeah, see if they have some bell bottoms. <laughs> and on April 4th, you're going to be opening the Pearl Dive Project, and that was really what I wanted to talk to you about mostly. Uh, it's such a fantastic project. How long have you been doing the project, and let's talk about how it came to fruition. Well, this is the second iteration of the Pearl Dive that we've done, and um, I'm trying to think. I, I think the first one was three years ago. It might have been four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh the, the backstory of it is really kind of ironic and hilarious. Um, Ashley and I had just come off, or we were in the middle. We always, we always uh, plan our next season while we're in the middle of the current one. Mm-hmm. And, and we, were, <laughs> we were absolutely swamped. I mean, we were doing back-to-back shows. And, you know, it's all wonderful and beautiful, but it was it, in, very intense. And, and we were in the middle of creating a new show. I think it was for Chamber Music Northwest. And we said, we're just working too hard. Let's, let's come up with a new idea for a new way to make a show that, that is awesome, but is a little easier on us. Right. And, and so, so, I mean, already, even just saying that, it makes me sound like a lame artist. Like, oh, we're too hard. No, you know, it wasn't really that. Right, it's no. Like, I have yeah. to I have to just leap in on that because I don't think and I've thought about this quite a lot with other artists recently. I don't think many people who are not making their living as an artist I don't want to say realize it, it's very uh it's it's a lot of energy into these performances and into the work required to perform every day. And people don't really talk yeah. about it I think because it seems as though we are I you know complaining or you know oh we yeah, haven't right. Because our work looks so different than so many other people's, but it's it's very enervating. Right. And then there's that sort of, I love that word, enervating. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's that, oh, woe is me, y- 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 you know, p- pity on you guys. You you get to do what you love and you have so much fun up there on stage right. and you're complaining about working too hard. Well, you know, I, I, I mean... Uh, there, it is a grind sometimes to, to, to make something that looks so facile and, and effortless on yes, stage. Yes, it is. And, and no one you know, wants when, to talk about it because it's not somewhat polite, <laughs> I guess, or something. We're all supposed to be like able to, well, we just do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I mean, when I danced in Palabolas, our theory was to make all the movement look as hard as it really was. Oh. You know, ballet works really hard to make the movement look very easy. Mm-hmm. Our theory was this stuff is ball busting hard. Let's mm-hmm. let's make it look as hard as it really is. <laughs> and uh, we got a lot more respect for our efforts. Anyway, yeah. so Ash and I are in the middle of making th- this show, and we came up with this idea. Let's collaborate with creative people who are not choreographers and have them be the artistic director and the choreographer of the show. Mm. So of the, of a piece. And so the theory was that creative people tend to be creative in, in, in a variety of ways mm-hmm. uh, creativity manifests in a whole bunch of different ways. Like you might, I mean, you might look at, uh, the the way that Mick Jagger dresses, or mm-hmm. the way that David Andy Bowie. Warhol wore his hair, mm-hmm. or David Bowie, or you know, so so or the way Ron Wood is a really great painter, or mm-hmm. Andy Summers is a fantastic The Edge. They're fantastic photographers, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. So we had this idea: let's get people. And the rule was that you could never have choreographed. You couldn't have even choreographed. You know the 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 flower girls in in uh, Cinderella, or you know, you, mm-hmm. you couldn't have done the school play. You have it's like you you have to have this, like it's it's a blank slate, ground floor. And so, yeah. So what we didn't realize, and this is how it gets kind of ironic, we didn't realize how how much more work it was going to be for us to make a show mm-hmm. where we actually had to realize the choreographic visions of people who didn't really speak that language. Right. So we worked probably eight times harder on this show than we would have otherwise. <laughs> well, that kind of leads but me like, to a question I wanted to ask you, and that's about dance vocabulary. And I always love that term, yeah. you know, uh, how your dance, what your dance vocabulary is, and then how you translate that to another artist and then you know what is that yeah well, the beauty of this pr- process was that you you want to learn to speak a slightly different language or if you're speaking the same language you want to speak it with a different accent and that's why you ask these these different people to come in and work with you we mm-hmm. we we had a guy named Clark James who's a special effects um guy for Grimm mm-hmm. um and he, he had a different way of speaking. And so then our, you know, our dancers have their technique and their language kind of honed, developed through working with us, mm-hmm. but then they get dropped into telling a different kind of story. Um, and e- each one of the eight people that we worked with were so completely different. Mm-hmm. And, and so the pieces ended up looking incredibly different you know um kind mm. of forbes came in and did a piece to david bowie's changes mm. and we were choreographing and she was talking about moving and then at one point she said she stood up in front and she said oh just follow me and kind of do what i do and put the song on and she just started dancing wildly around the studio mm. i happened to turn the cam the camera on and video exactly what she did and later we took it move for move and we taught it this wild unbridled dance of Mm. this crazy woman in our studio Mm. this impala running through our studio (laughs) dancing around in in joy and reverie and we built 
the piece, the, the, the center part of the piece is built around, or the climax of it is built around this great dance she did. Oh. You know, another one was Jeremy Wilson, very mm. highly regarded rock musician, mm-hmm. the Dharma Bums, Jeremy Wilson Foundation, helping, uh, you know, musicians with health care. Um, he had a whole story that, that was in three parts that was about his father and mm. and breaking away and this epic journey and and uh so you know the i guess what interests us about dance is that you can tell a story uh with movement you can say an awful lot about human relationships with with movement mm-hmm. um and it's 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 not mine. It's not like oh, I drank the poison and now I'm gonna die. You know, mm-hmm. it's more like the way that gestures can can work together between people to simulate e- emotion or or narrative or you know evolution of a story that is imminently fascinating to us. And it's so and, exciting, I think, for audience. I know for me as an audience, I like yeah. to get to know the artists in a way that they're not known for. It just is such I, a, a revelation to see how they move and think and what's on their mind when they have an opportunity to collaborate. Yeah, true. It's great also to, to break through barriers and to have people do things that they've not done before, whether it's emotional or it's physical, you know, mm-hmm. I've never seen that move. I've, or you, you can kind of dream it up and then say, what would happen if you did this, yes. you know, and, and either this happens or something else happens. You go, Oh, well this didn't work, but that, that's awesome. You know? Right. Right. So who yeah. are the pearl divers this time around? It's a, it's, it is a very interesting list. The, the person I've been working with for quite some time trying to wrangle him is Matt Groening who mm. invented the Simpsons and mm-hmm. a classmate of mine at Lincoln High School mm. one one and a half million years ago and uh, he's he's um, delivering a new series of um, episodes to Netflix so he keeps saying I'll call you back I'll mm-hmm. call you back mm-hmm. so anyway uh, he's he's um, going to be interesting to work with Mm. daniel wilson he's a writer in portland he's a sci-fi writer Mm -hmm. um and he also has a i believe he has a degree from mit in robotics Mm. um he's written a couple of books robopocalypse robogenesis um i vaguely remember ashley talking a while back about Uh choreographing Uh a large crane so maybe there's some connection there (laughs) Remember? Maybe so. Wait, it wasn't a crane. It was a, a digger, you know? Yeah, yeah. A, so it, was a, it was a backhoe. Yes. Uh, it was a backhoe. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh Ashley, yes. I, I know, I know. We also have uh, an amazing uh, painter, Sherry Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been... Uh, her work is all over Portland. I mean, she's... Ex- extremely uh, well-known and uh, she's a dear friend and um, she takes classes here uh, at BodyVox and she's also a musician and she's thrilled to 
to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Mahurin is a video director uh, from New York, now lives in L.A. We met Matt in the 80s um, when we worked together on some music videos for U2 and Soundgarden. And, mm. um, there's another group called The Lover Speaks, a short-lived group in L.A. But we, we, uh, he's an incredible visual artist, I'll call him that. Mm. Very well known for videos, but really what he spends much of his time doing is creating visual art. His work has been on the cover of Rolling Stone countless times. Mm. He's, he's amazing. Um, Ryan Noon is a fellow that uh, came to us from a contact we have at Nike. Ryan runs an innovation lab mm. at Nike. I forget the name of it, but it's sort of off in some remote corner near some very angry geese by a pond, um, <laughs> sort of over there in the, in, the, in the weeds. And what goes on inside that building is extraordinary. Mm. They, they are innovating in 3D printing and fabric dyeing and political issues surrounding women in the workforce. And oh. uh, this, this room, I've got to get the name of this room. It, it's not really a playground. It's, it's an innovation lab. But it has nothing to do really with shoes. It has more to do with culture. Mm. And um, Ryan has worked in fashion and um, quite a bit. And now he works in the the psychology of genius. Mm. And so um, I think he's a great, he's a great idea, a great contact. Mm-hmm. Susan Soyberg is a photographer. Um, she's shot for National Geographic for mm. years and years. She's currently in Antarctica, um, shooting down there. When she comes back, she's going to start working with us. Oh, so exciting, a, Jamie! It's thrilling. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one we have is called the uh, it's the first ever crowdsourced dance that that I think has been done. So what we do is we take a video camera to different places, different events, mm-hmm. locations, and we film people dancing, mm. and then we're going to go through this film and take their movement and put it on our dancers on our bodies and create a crowdsourced dance oh my gosh so that just makes brings almost a tear to my eye how beautiful yeah yeah oh that sounds that so would, exciting that would be a lot of fun. wow yeah, yeah. Oh. So, so that's it yeah a, a team of seven it's so interesting too because i i imagine that all the people from whom you take this movement will remain anonymous and yet I bet that people, as they watch it, will recognize pieces of themselves and people they know just because of movement. Oh, that just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I think there'll be... Well, one thing that we do um, is we make a film of the process of, of the making of each of these dances. Mm-hmm. So you will see video of all of the people whose movement is in the piece. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll see their them dancing like crazy in the lobby of the new mark or, mm. or in a studio in body box or elsewhere. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy idea, but, um, I don't know. It's just another one of those things that makes you think, what if, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about you and what you two have given our city. It's so amazing. I think you do wonderful, innovative, exciting, and amusing, and 
eye-opening work. So at this point in your career, Jamie, are you defining a specific style that you can put your finger on or something else? Yeah, I, I, I think if there's a style, it's, it's just to, to try to innovate. Mm -hmm. Um, and then at the same time, uh, I'm trying to get better at, at telling the story, you know, uh, telling stories through movement. I'm trying to get more articulate with it so that, so that there's, well, like for instance, right now I'm talking and there's pauses. I'm I'm trying because I'm thinking. I'm trying to make my choreography have no pauses, so mm. it, it's not thinking so much, but it's just really strides along. Is that and, something in your personal life that's motivated you? You know, to be able to flow or some kind of psychological story you're working through yourself? Um, I don't know. I, I I think if there's something that's behind that, it's it's be, it's because um, I see I tend to see what could be better mm. um, or where I didn't say exactly what I meant to say, mm. and so um, I work hard to to try to fix that and move forward. Or then sometimes you look back, like I've been listening to a lot of music by Sting this week, mm. um, and I went way back to um, Bring on the Night mm. uh, album that live album that came out in the eighties and. And there's a three-minute piano solo by Kenny Kirkland on the opening song. Three minutes. Hmm. goes from 4.30 to 7.30 and it, uh, minutes. And, and I, I have listened to that probably 10 times this week, hmm. thinking, that thing's 30 years old. And there's, there's no apologies that need to be made. Oh, you know, he was so much better later in life. It, it is unbelievable. Mm. And so I've been thinking, I've I've been looking back at some of our work, and seeing it, and going, oh, you know what, it it it, it was good, and it still is. Mm. And, and then it then at the same time it says, okay, so what if? Let's let's do something better. That's so interesting you because know? as an artist, you're often thinking how to get better, quote unquote, that crazy elusive word, yeah. and yeah. the reality is that the work is the work. Right. You don't, right. you don't really, better doesn't, it's not linear. Yeah, it is correct. And then also the work, the work, um, Ash and I always say the work comes through us, which sounds sort of highfalutin, but once you've had it happen, you know it's true. Mm -hmm. And I don't know another way to say it, but the work has its own desire to be seen and to mm -hmm. come out. And, and we do our best to not get in the way of that you know are you drawn to certain themes it sounds no. to me like you're drawn to expression the grand grand genre of, of expression i don't think so i i think what we are is we're we are um we we resist certain themes mm. and then we leave ourselves open to everything else we we resist ugliness we resist politics and we resist negativity Mm. So people, people equate negativity with sadness and we can be weepingly sad on stage. Mm -hmm. I mean, our, our Romeo and Juliet will, if you don't cry at the end of that, there's something desperately wrong with you. <laughs> um, but, 
and it's not just like, oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. It it it's intense. Oh. But that's not negative, you know. That's not negative. That's that's in fact really positive in a certain way that that we can feel the tragedy and sadness that happened through a really unfortunate misunderstanding, you know. Oh yes, and if you, um, if there's no sense of the gravitas of life and loss, and that's the human experience. It's it's inevitable yeah. in every yeah person's life. But you know, we have no uh, qualms about following that moment up with something absurdly hilarious. Yes, uh, we feel like there's always there always has to be. You have to leaven everything with with its polar opposite. So. Yes. So, uh, a, we are it, multipolar. It's an emotional roller coaster, literally. Yeah. It takes yeah. you up and down and all around. Yeah. Also, um, Ashley was sitting here saying another reason. What did you say? He said, oh, she said, uh, she, she said he's, he's inspired because his wife is such a monster. <laughs> you two are, and I, I've been married a long time. I think you better edit that out. <laughs> No, you two are so wonderful. I love being with you both. I'm sorry that we're not in the studio together because you're so much fun to be around. And it is just a partnership that's very inspiring from a, an artistic perspective and a and a marital one. Yeah. Well, we always, you know, we never kind of stop working in a way, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not really working, it's just being. We never stop sort of being inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other side of it is we've always said, God, can you imagine going home trying to explain what you did today to somebody who doesn't do this? It's you really know? hard. I mean, my husband's a chiropractor, <laughs> so he's in some in, a, in an art form that is there yeah. are some parallels, but it's still hard, you know, and some of the things that I agonize over, I just, even when I say them aloud, it's as as we were speaking about earlier, you know, wow, you, you guys talked about one moment in a play for 45 minutes, one moment. You, it's, and I don't know how to, I don't know. It's, it, it's hard. I don't know. It was really important. It was so important. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's one little pebble in your boot mm-hmm. and you know, it's just one little tiny pebble, but it's in your boot. You, you can't finish your hike if you don't get it out of there. It's like there's one moment in the play. And, and you the, talk about it for 45 minutes because it's it's affecting everything else. Right. And, and to get really you know? zen about it, I mean, there's not really any moment in the world that's more important than another moment. Well, yeah. But, you know, I even crinkle my brow when I say it. I'm like, is that right? I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So I, but you just said it, and now it's passed. Right. So that happened. I, yeah, that <laughs> happened. <laughs> so what are the things that are happening in dance that are exciting to you, companies or choreographers, some interesting things that are lighting your fire? Yeah, that's so hard. What what What's happening? And, oh, God, it sounds sort of macabre. But but really, it's happening in music. It's happening in fashion. It's happening all over. The icons are moving on to the next plane, mm. and and there's there's some of us who is a second who are a second wave, you know, second or third wave mm-hmm. that are around. But there's a whole 
there's a whole new garden that's growing mm-hmm. and you most of most of it you come in contact with through you know someone sends you a link to something mm-hmm. and you check it out and or or for some terrible reason you turned on America's Got Talent or the you know whatever those stupid shows are mm-hmm. and you see people doing things that you thought it's not even possible that they did that mm-hmm. or you see there's an advertisement and there's a I think it's an Apple advertisement with all these people doing parkour, thousands of them. Mm. And it looks like CGI, but it's not. Mm. People jumping off of buildings, like one level of a building down into a crowd and they're caught by the crowd and they're going like 15 or 20 feet off of, you know, and landing and then continuing to run. And I think the boundaries of just what's possible with the viscera of the human body Mm. is being pushed to an extent that sometimes I think, oh, there's no way these people are going to be walking by the time they're 40. Right. Interesting. You know, but um, it's showing up on stage and it's, it's, it's extreme. Um, Also, I think uh, maybe, maybe we're moving, we're moving into an era of more extremes where, there, there is more joy on stage and, mm-hmm. and there's more, there's more tragedy and angst as well. But I felt like for so long, modern dance has been characterized by this underwriting sense of, of angst mm. and, and just the difficulty of the human experience. And I think that was because it came out of post world war two, um, you know, post the wall came down mm-hmm. Europe and we got, affected by all of that Mm -hmm. and that that had become sort of our language and now i feel like our language is maybe changing a little bit we're seeing more companies come from china and taiwan and korea and these people have incorporated um elements of hip-hop and jazz Mm -hmm. and then put it into their own flashy sort of tv mentality and are giving it back to us Mm. (laughs) and uh it's sort of ricocheting back to us in a in in a rather stunning way, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. I love so. that image of of the international collaboration being like a boomerang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's neat, Jamie. So yeah. here's a fun question for you: What makes okay. you laugh? I, I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you think you do? Yes. My wife. Yes, that's yeah. what I, exactly what I thought you were going to say. She's absurd. Oh, oh God! We so for Christmas we got our son a hoverboard. You know those things with two wheels that you stand on. And yes, you, you can lean forward and you go. It's sort of like a, a mini Segway. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Segway that actually is functional for everybody. <laughs> so we got one of those, and we play a game at home called Relinquish. We stand on it. Our, first of all, our son flies around the house. We have wood floors, so he flies around the house on it. Oh my Julian, gosh. would you please feed the dogs? He jumps on the hoverboard and he goes. He goes to the refrigerator, he pulls the cottage cheese out, he go, you know, he's like zipping around. It's so funny. So Ash and I get on this hoverboard and we play a game called Relinquish. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have to ride the hoverboard uh, to music mm-hmm. and do a dance. But, but as soon as you try to do something that is impossible and you fall off on your ass, <laughs> uh, you relinquish the hoverboard. <laughs> and then you have to, you have to uh, give it up and then the other person plays. And oh, that's a lot of fun. I love it. I was also going to yeah. ask you how you 
make a perfect ending to a stressful day. I know you guys really resist a lot of <laughs> angst and negativity, and I know you know everyone has it in their life. How, how, what would be a perfect ending to a stressful day for you guys? Well, one of my um, medicines, I guess I would call it, is is um, I have a music studio out above the garage, and I just go out and make loops of electric guitar, and mm. it gets it gets intense out there, hmm. um, and I can I can really shed a lot of uh, a lot of the day by doing that. Mm, that sounds nice. Yeah. And last question: What has inspired you this last month? Ooh, ooh. Um, even just so recent. Yesterday was this, it snowed up at our house, and mm. I. And I woke up and I looked out and I saw oh, it's a snow day and I don't know why but it made me think about uh, being in college in New Hampshire mm. and and being in the snow all winter and I thought about this bar that I used to play music at and I'd play for three hours and they'd pay me fifteen bucks and if it was a slow night they'd let me have any beer I wanted <laughs> um, instead and so once I said okay and I thought what's his most expensive beer and I said give me a Guinness Stout and I went outside I drank the Guinness Stout it was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted and I poured it into a potted heather and I put the bottle at his front door and walked away anyway I I, I was very inspired by the snow and the thought of music so I went out yesterday and I set up two cameras in, in on my lawn in the snow and I sat on a piece of sculpture by by Mishi you know mm. the in Portland, mm -hmm. and I played two Stephen Stills songs on my acoustic guitar because I remembered Stephen Stills sitting out uh, in a snowy garden mm. playing on one of his album covers. So anyway, snow. That's what inspired me, snow. Oh, that was a great, that's a good story. Yeah. Uh, when I was looking at your website, I thought it was really neat. You guys have restaurant partners, and I wanted to just mention yeah. that to everybody who's listening, that if you go to see a show at BodyVox, if you go to Blue Hour, you can get a complimentary glass of bubbles with a ticket stub on the day of performance. Irving Street Kitchen, you can come in for dinner before or the after the show. Paley's Place, complimentary glass of sparkling wine with your ticket stub on the day of the performance. And Vault Cocktail Lounge, 15% off the total bill with the ticket stub. And that makes such a nice way to, you know, make an evening of it. Yeah. Well, they're wonderful. The partners are wonderful for us and um we, we just feel so fortunate to be in the neighborhood and have them be part of us and us part of them so well you guys are beloved modern dance and food because they go to well together <laughs> yeah can't beat it so if you want yeah. to enjoy something at bodyvox go over to bodyvox.com you can learn much more about the pearl dive project which is going to open on april 4th and uh, go meet Jamie and Ashley and enjoy what they've built at BodyVox. They really are amazing artists and people. So thanks, Jamie, so much for talking to me today. Thank you so much. Yeah, I hope everything just goes smooth as can be uh, the next couple Thank weeks you. for you guys. All right. All right. Hey, thanks so much. My pleasure. Okay. Bye. Bye. Adventures in Artslandia is brought to you this week by DOC. Italian-inspired, raw wine-focused, Northwest-grown, theatrically-prepared. Visit our sister restaurants, Nona and Yakuza. Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia.
Download the Artslandia app on iTunes, where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.